Welcome to the IWP podcast, coming to you live from the Institute of World Politics in Washington, D.C. I'm Jim Robbins, Dean of Academics at IWP, an accredited graduate school of national security, intelligence, and international affairs, offering a variety of certificates, master's degrees, and doctorates, both in person and online. You can check out our programs and our courses at our website, iwp.edu. Early Sunday, Iranian proxies, the Islamic resistance, attacked a U.S. installation in northeast Jordan on the Syrian border called Tower 22, killing three and wounding over 30. It was a sophisticated drone attack which hit a barracks where many troops were sleeping. The drone followed one or more of our drones returning from a mission into the base. The Biden administration is reportedly planning a campaign in response that will last weeks and involve military strikes and cyber operations. Iran has denied any culpability and warned the United States that if it strikes Iranian soil directly, Tehran will itself hit back at American assets in the Middle East, which of course they are doing already. In mulling the U.S. response, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby told CNN, we don't seek a war with Iran. We're not looking for a wider conflict in the Middle East. In fact, every action the president has taken has been designed to de-escalate, to try to bring tensions down. And of course, the Iranians know this. That's why they keep attacking us. 160 attacks later should be obvious. Then we have this statement from an unnamed U.S. official. Quote, I don't think the attack on Tower 22 was intended as an escalation. It is the same type of attack they've done 163 times before, and on 164, they get lucky, unquote. Now, this is just a strange thing to say. They got lucky, like this is a game. Well, it's not a game to Iran. Can you imagine the high-fiving going on in the IRGC for finally killing our people? And can you imagine being part of the family members of the people killed or wounded? to say, oh, they were just unlucky, just unlucky damage. No. This is like what we saw in the Vietnam War, when the Johnson administration was obsessed with the use of force as diplomatic signaling, not as war fighting. To say we don't want war with Iran, to try to keep the ill-considered detente with Tehran alive, ignores the reality that we are at war. But the administration thinks Iran is just sending us messages by attacking us. They're expressions of discontent. They're little complaints. But from Tehran's point of view, they're trying to win, like the North Vietnamese did, ultimately. On Monday, President Biden said the United States shall respond to the attack on Tower 22, adding that the response would occur at a time and in a manner of our choosing. The formulation, time and manner of our choosing, is supposed to sound threatening, kind of a when you least expect it, expect it type of threat. But coming from the Biden White House, it comes off as flat, especially given all the other things they have said, telegraphing limited American intentions. You can translate it as, our proportional response will come at a convenient time and in a way calculated to send a sophisticated diplomatic message 
and not result in escalation or incur excessive casualties. This isn't war, it's a bureaucratic exercise in conflict management. On this, I recommend a piece in The Atlantic by Graham Wood, The Stave Puff Marshmallow Doctrine. He wrote, For once I would like to hear a world leader vow to devastate the enemy in a manner and time of the enemy's choosing. The model for this retribution would be Ghostbusters. Gozer the Gozerian invites the heroes to choose the form of the destructor, then reads Dan Aykroyd's mind and shows up as a Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. That's a great perspective. Imagine telling Iran, choose the date and we'll show up. Wouldn't that be badass? What puissance? Just not caring what they do to prepare. But since Iran won't admit they were involved, they won't take us up on it. And we can consult other movies. How about Tombstone? And Wyatt Earp's Fear of God style messaging. You tell them I'm coming and hell's coming with me. That might get their attention. Or how about Doc Holliday, the calm, certain killer? Hey, Iran, say when? Or John McClane and Die Hard. Yippee-ki-yay, Ayatollah. Or how about the Godfather, the Corleone approach? Complete silence. Just don't say anything. Then one day their navy sinks. Or all their forward bases just disappear. Or Iran's main oil terminals spontaneously catch fire. Who knew? And I know I'm kind of joking around with these movie references, but my point is it's not a joke. Iran doesn't treat it like a joke. They are killing our people, and will keep trying to kill more. It's the White House that needs to get serious, and we will see what this campaign yields. But here's the problem. The Biden administration keeps talking about proportional responses to Iran's provocations, yet hopes they will be deterred. But deterrence does not coexist well with proportionality. You pretty much have to choose one or the other. The main reason is that proportionality cedes initiative to the other side. It is by its nature reactive. A stated policy or proportional response removes a critical layer of uncertainty in enemy planning. It allows Iran to calculate whether a given attack is worth making. And so far, 164 incidents later, the Iranians certainly don't fear the potential U.S. response enough to stop attacking. And you really want that fear, the unpredictably terrifying, because it works in the minds and imaginations of the foe. If one of Iran's small-scale attacks could lead to massive retaliation, they might think twice before acting. But the soothing words from the White House that no, the U.S. doesn't want a wider war, Washington is doing everything to diminish conflict, means Iran can relax and plan the next attack. Iran's persistence alone tells us proportionality is failing to deter. We also cede escalation to the other side, because Iran could slowly ramp up the pain if they desire. Being dogmatically wedded to proportional response gives up escalation dominance, which we have technically, but not if we don't use it. 
So in theory, this is a force mismatch. But by responding proportionately, we are treating Iran like a peer competitor. It must do wonders for their morale. The mild U.S. approach doesn't convince the Iranians that we are serious, but the opposite. And it also sends a bad message to partner states and others in the region, namely that the U.S. is not serious about punishing the so-called axis of resistance, especially by hitting at its source in Tehran. The Biden team thinks proportional response communicates restraint, but they are being read as weak and lacking commitment. The policy creates instability rather than stability. So there's no reason to believe Iran's attacks will stop. Why should they? Tehran is executing their plan to create chaos. And they didn't plan these attacks to not kill Americans. Saying they got lucky very much downgrades the fact that there was planning and intention behind that attack. A great deal of it, given the sophistication of the plan. And more attacks are coming with the intention of killing people. So we should take it seriously and respond accordingly. You want to plan with proportionality? Fine. They took out three of our people. We take out three of theirs. But we start from the top down, like President Trump did with IRGC Chief Qasem Soleimani. Find the top three people in their military apparatus and take them out. We still don't want war with Iran. But let's not leave that decision to fight it like a war wholly up to them. Thanks for tuning in. If you like this podcast, please share and subscribe. For IWP, I'm Jim Robbins. Join us next week for another edition of the IWP Podcast.